Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't joined our wonderful marketing transformation community yet, go to innovabiz.co and collect your free gift as well. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. The celebrity CEO is about three key pillars. One, ask for a smile before you ask for a sale. You know, instead of me trying to say, Jurgen, buy my red cup. And those who can't see it, I'm holding up a red cup. Buy my red cup, please. Buy, buy, buy. No, just be his friend. Say, Jurgen, do you like to drink hot liquids? He'll say yes. I say yes. We sip together. We're friends. So start there. Ask for a smile. No like and trust, as I'm sure John Jance, right? Duct tape marketing, he says. Two, Build a community, build a fan base. So that's the second part of it, really. Just focus on building a community of people who want to be around you, who want to be involved, who get what you're doing. And then that last part is now you've earned the right to educate them to a sale. And so that's really that concept of celebrity CEO. So you can be well-known to a particular group of people. You Rarely are we going to be well-known to everyone in the world, but we can surely be well-known to a small segment of people. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. If you haven't listened yet to my recent conversations with writing and editing coach Daphne Gray-Grant and with business operations architect Sadell Stewart, then do go check them out, but only after you've listened to today's conversation. I'm really excited today to have on the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest, Ramon Ray. He's an in-demand global keynote speaker, an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, and an event producer and host. He's the founder of Smart Hustle Media, which inspires and educates small business owners. Ramon started four small companies, and he's sold two of them. Celebrity CEO, Ramon's fourth book is about building a community and a personal brand. He's been invited to testify at the United States Congress and invited to speak at the White House. Over his extensive career, Ramon has written thousands of articles, spoken to thousands of business owners, and impacted hundreds of thousands of small business owners and entrepreneurs to help their businesses thrive. In today's conversation, we talked about the celebrity CEO concept, beginning with a smile. We talked about the power of human connections and we talked about how to be magnetic and earn attention. Without further ado then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Ramon Ray. Hi, I'm your host Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz and I'm really excited today to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast from Elizabeth in New Jersey, the USA, 
Ramon Ray, who's the founder of Smart Hustle Media, which inspires and educates small business owners. He's also host of the Smart Hustle Small Biz Podcast. Welcome to the Innova Buzz Podcast, Ramon. It's a real privilege to have you here as my guest. Hey, Jurgen, I'm happy to be here, happy to serve your audience, and thanks for having me. Uh, no matter for around the block, around the world, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful to connect with people all around the world. And speaking of that, it was John D'Amato, who's in New York, who connected us, introduced us, and suggested that we have you on the show. He was on our right. he was our guest on episode 369 of the Innova Buzz podcast. So big hello to John. Indeed. Shout out to John, the best photographer in the whole world. What's up, John? <laughs> Now, Ramon, you've also authored four books, and, and the newest one of that is Celebrity CEO, How Entrepreneurs Can Thrive by Building a Strong Personal Brand. So the the premise behind that is inspiring small business owners and entrepreneurs, and then taking that to young people as well to help them live fulfilling lives. I'm really curious, what's what's the principle of the Celebrity CEO? Sure, it's a powerful principle. I think it's powerful on one hand, but I think on the, other, on the other hand, it's something very common that many marketers know. But the bottom line is two key main things. And this is my version of it, Ramon's version of it. Yeah. Uh, one, it's about personal branding. Um, as small business owners, yes, we have our corporate brands that some of us have. And, you know, you have large billion dollar brands that all of us know, right? But some small businesses have their own corporate brands. But there's a number of your, a number of us, Jurgen, and I think it's us. It's our face, our smile, who we are, who is that brand representation. So the celebrity CEO is about three key pillars. One, ask for a smile before you ask for a sale. You know, instead of me trying to say, Jurgen, <laughs> buy my red cup. And those who can't see it, I'm holding up a red cup. Buy my red cup, please. Buy, buy, buy. No, just be his friend. Say, Jurgen, do you like to drink hot liquids? He'll say yes. I say yes. We sip together, we're friends. So start there. Ask for a smile, know, like, and trust, as I'm sure John Jance, right? Mm. Take marketing, he says. Two, yeah. build a community, build a fan base. So that's the second part of it, really. Just focus on building a community of people who want to be around you, who want to be involved, who get what you're doing. And then that last part is now you've earned the right to educate them to a sale. And so that's really that concept of celebrity CEO. So you can be well-known to a particular group of people. You rarely are we going to be well-known to everyone in the world, but we can surely be well-known to a small segment of people. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, so consistent with our our philosophy or what, what we say we do, which is help people to build professional credibility, build visibility, and then have that deep connection with their dream clients. So right. you said being well known with a small group of people so i know in your book you talk about you know who is that group of people so how do you go about uh, being really clear about who your tribe is who your community where you your community should be built from and and who you really can help serve sure i think on one hand it's good to be clear jürgen of who are not helping you know who are not mm. serving you can make up any small business you want. We can put each other on the spot, you know, throw one at me, but let's take, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, a veterinarian clinic, you know, making it up, yeah. you know, who we don't serve are reptiles. We just don't have a specialty to help reptiles. That's one way of being pretty clear, or hmm. we don't help large animals. Now, another veterinarian may say, you know what? Domestic animals is not our thing, but we'd love to get a good lion, a good elephant in here, hmm. you know, so that's a fun way, but that's kind of how you're clear on who you're serving. And I think 
the more narrow you are, it's very scary, Jurgen. But the better, you're more clear in my business. Yes, as you know, I help small businesses and I have this community. But most of my money, and I'm very clear unapologetically, I work with very, very large billion-dollar companies who target small businesses. Yes, I do other things, but the core of what I do is the Microsoft, NetSuite, Verizon, these billion-dollar brands, at least in the USA of the world, if that's helpful, even my own journey of what I'm very clear about. Hmm. Yeah, I, I love that you're really clear about that. And, and you've touched on something there that we also work with our clients, and that's um, so the dream client is that big corporation. But who is there? Who is there? client that you're helping them deal with or you're helping them grow that part of their business. Right. And that's a double whammy when you get there, because to your point, as you said, I may, yes, help the large company on one degree, but then the boomerang of that learning from you now is the specialty. Obviously, you, myself, we know small business. So that is the perfect balance of what we're providing. You know, it's like a dentist. Yes, the dentist, she can work on teeth. She can work on any teeth, but her specialty kids who are scared that's what i do best so it's kind of that that boomerang or whatever you want to call it approach of of who you can help so that's very powerful yeah yeah and you mentioned um the celebrity ceo the principles the first one being smile start with a smile so that it reminded me of of you know the power of human connection mm. just simply through a smile making that connection and and you have a fabulous story of how you got an interview with Hillary Clinton. So can you share share that one with us? Because I think that illustrates that that smile philosophy yes. very well. Yeah, for those who don't know, the younger people in the room, Hillary Clinton is, of course, was a U.S. senator um, and uh, ran for president. Uh, and um, yes, and uh, other things she did. Well, in, she, in yeah, life. she was Secretary of State for a <laughs> yeah, while. Yeah, Secretary right? of State. I knew it was something big yeah. like that. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, Australian teaching me U.S. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so, but the point being, Hillary Clinton, when she was the junior center at the time, she was in this big, big, big ballroom with then mayor, uh, uh, um, uh, the head, the guy who owns Business Week, um, the billionaire investor Bloomberg, then mayor Bloomberg of New York City. Point is, she was in a room. Everybody, Jurgen, was around her. Everybody was mobbing her and around, around her, around her. So I'm looking, how could I? Yeah, I wanted my two minutes of fame, either a selfie or something. So I saw on the side what I call the girl, young lady. She had her all black outfit on, heels weren't too high, weren't too low, hair pulled back, two or three purses, two or three phones. Just that person, I went up to her, to your point, a warm smile, hi. Just had a conversation, no pressure. And lo and behold, she gave me access to have a video interview with then-Senator Hillary Clinton, and that's how I got it. And I've used that yeah. principle, Jurgen, to kind of get what I want, not selfishly only, because I do a lot of give back, but especially mm. when I want something. Hey, Jurgen, good morning. Jurgen, how are you? Can, can I carry your bags for you? Oh, yes, I, I'd love to help you, <laughs> you know, do this, that, or the other. You're going to be a little more inclined to at least listen to my pitch for what I may want to get from you. And I think if we mm. do that in business a more genuine way, we'll find ourselves getting ahead every single time yeah yeah it's it kind of um you know one of the things i see in in social media and i know you talk a lot about social media and i'll, I'll touch on that in a moment the uh, one of the things i see quite a lot of and it's happening now more and more on linkedin as well is that people reach out to connect and they say 
uh, I'd like to, Ramon, I'd like to connect with you. I have this marketing company and I think we can help you. Yeah. So, so immediately selling to you before I've even, before you've even accepted my connection. And I think, wow, yeah. I, I've got it completely wrong. And, yeah. it, and I get uh, it. We're it, all so desperate. Mm. You know? Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But it would be like going back to your story with uh, snaring that interview with Hillary Clinton to simply say, hey, Ramon, I read your profile. I've, you know, we've, we've got this in common or I, I saw we both know John D'Amato, for example. I, he's a mm. fabulous photographer. Let's let's connect on LinkedIn and, and explore how we might be able to help one another. So that's a totally different. That's the smile approach, mm. right, on social media. And then um, then whether or not that leads to anything beyond that, it started a conversation. Yeah, and, and I think what's in, let's touch if you don't mind, Jurgen. It's your show. I'm so. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> touch if you want on this aspect of LinkedIn because, like you, we're inundated with LinkedIn. But I also, I'm guessing, like you, I use LinkedIn quite a bit as I'm um, uh, uh, reaching out to others. My point being is that also to be very clear, let's say I want to connect to Jurgen and I want to be on his podcast. Let me be just clear, Jurgen. I looked at your podcast. I know what you do. I think I fit the criteria. Could you? Could we have a conversation about you having me? That's mm -hmm. one approach. But also that game where it's like, let's connect. And let, when you really, when I really already know what I want to sell you, that also doesn't work. Or the third is you mm -hmm. said, just repeating what you're saying. Let's just start out and be friends. Jurgen, you read small businesses. I read small businesses. Maybe it's too soon to have a phone call or, or Zoom. Sometimes people ask me that. But let's just. Let's see how we can support one another. And I also like when you have an idea of what you have a support. Because what I don't like, Jurgen, is also getting on the phone with someone and wasting 30 minutes where then they're just selling me something. That hmm. pisses me off. Yeah. Let yeah. me go back no, to smile. A, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of common sense really goes into this. And yet, yet people seem to think that whether it's social media or online, that the common sense kind of goes out the window. Absolutely. So one of, yeah, one of the things, I mean, you mentioned a couple of examples of engagement there on, on social media. And I know you're very passionate about this, you know, the, the, and it was funny, I was watching, there's a, there's an um, investigation. One of the, one of the, local media channels is doing an investigation of social media influences mm -hmm. at the moment. And, and they're digging into the fact that they're not divulging that they're advertising this product or so on social media. But one of the things about becoming an influencer on social media is that they're all about the followers and the likes they get uh, rather than the engagement. And right. yeah, so talk to us a little bit more about what really is important on social media. Yeah, I think there's two sides to this equation of, of what's really important, and I think it's a great question. I think on one hand, having a large following is important to some degree, right? Meaning if you're working with a large brand, they want to know numbers. There's no there's no hiding that. You, what's the numbers if you have two followers versus 20,000? Those are two different things because the brand has to make money. On the other hand, for people like us, if I could be so humble, you know, Jurgen, myself, whoever, I don't need to reach 100 million people. If again, going back to the silly example, those who can't see it, I'm holding up a red cup. It's where I have my coffee in every morning. So I'm trying to sell this red cup. I don't need to reach a million people. You're going, as you know, I just need to reach maybe 457 coffee drinkers in my town. Follow this metaphor with me. And out of those 457 people, 
maybe 200 of them show up to my online event. Maybe 50 of them come to the cafe. Who knows? And then at the end of that day, three of them say, Ramon, we'll have conversations. One buys an order of 50 coffee cups from me. Done. Mm. And rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. That's why the hard sell, it just scares the 457 people away. But the soft sell, they're still my friends. They're still coming to me. And every day I can sell a bit more, a bit more, serve them in new ways. That's that's the power of, of, of that. Hmm. Yeah, and and I like what you said there at the end, serve them in new ways, because those 456, if I've got my maths right, um, who didn't buy the coffee cups, yeah. they still think very highly of you because they right. say, oh, we had a, a wonderful time chatting with other people there, sharing a cup of coffee. It was actually really good coffee. I wonder where he gets the coffee from. Or um, I wonder, you know, I wonder if you can connect me to somebody else who, who's in this circle. And then all of a sudden, you're helping in different ways. So you're not just selling that red coffee, coffee cup. You suddenly discovered other ways you can help that community who already like you because you started off with a smile. For sure. And if I can add to that, uh, Jürgen, I think what's important about that concept that you're saying is that also is that two or three things that I'm, that I'm inferring from what you said. One, people may not buy today. Don't just throw, oh, 400, I didn't get 456 sales. Burn the list, rip the business cards up. No, calm down, papisita. I don't even know Spanish, but that was a Spanish slang I threw in there. But calm down. They, they may buy tomorrow. They may buy yeah. next year. And then two, as you said, maybe they're not going to buy. For, let's say it's Jurgen. Maybe Jurgen's not going to buy, but he says, hey, Ramon, I was wondering, I really don't want red coffee cups. I want red pins. Can you help me? Ah, see my buddy, Betty. She sells red pins. It's still added value. Jurgen's still in my network. So what you said is so powerful. Sometimes we're short, we're so short-sighted, Jurgen. And I get it. We need money. I need money, right? Every month, I got to buy stuff. You have to buy stuff. But if we build our funnel, build our pipe, build our community, if we're the celebrity CEO, we will always win. Hmm. All right. Well, talk to us about some of the, the tactics then around building that community. I mean, we've talked a little bit about identifying the community and being really clear about the niche. So how do you go about building that community as, as a first step? Yeah, I'm not sure if this is the first step per se, but I can think one thing I'm a strong proponent of, Jürgen, is education, education, education. And I think even before education, it sounds crass, just getting attention. One of the biggest deals of my life, Jürgen, came about by me. You know, some people who, who follow me know that I like burnt pancakes and bacon about once every two weeks or once a week. It's my favorite, one of my favorite meals. And one of the clients, the biggest deals I work with, they said, they laugh, Ramon, we know you love burnt pancakes and bacon. Can you be the MC at our billion dollar big event? So you think people want serious. You think people are very straight laced and only like this. No, they watch, they watch. I don't just post burnt pancakes and bacon, of course, every day, right? But it's part of my fun, part of Ramon. So meaning, so step one, get attention. How can you get attention? Just, just to not try to get a sale, but to broadcast that smile, getting attention, getting attention. How can I just let people know I'm out there? Gary Vaynerchuk says it well, right? Jab, 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 right hook, stealing from him. So I think that's step one. Step two, if I can just move there, because they're kind of in tandem, is what we said, the education. That's the two things that I think small businesses could do more than anything else. Think of ourselves as publishers. And that's the game. Get attention and educate. Get attention and educate. And then call Jurgen to get his advice on how to sell better and how to do your funnel better and all that other hard stuff. But that's the, the top 
of success in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I love I love the idea of getting attention and then educating straight away because I, and and you said in small business we're all publishers, we're all uh, teachers as well, and yes. you know that this is something that I kind of realized very quickly in when I started my small business, and it's funny because. Uh, Back in the day when I was still at high school and we were having all these conversations at home in terms of what I wanted to do and what aspirations my parents had for me. And the, I mean, my parents lived through the Second World War and they were robbed of the opportunity as kids and young adults of going to university and getting that tertiary education, which they then did later on. But they, so their aspiration for us their children was always, you know, go to university, get a tertiary education. And the at the time when we were we were about to head into tertiary education, it still wasn't free in Australia. You still had to pay to go to university. So there was this issue about how are we going to finance this? And one way to do that was to go on these teaching what they called studentships because they the government didn't have enough teachers, so they were paying people to become teachers and do a tertiary course in teaching, and and then they to pay back that essentially what it was a loan, but to pay that back they had to commit to teaching for five years. And I remember all these conversations at home, and me saying to my dad, well, "There's no way I'm going to be a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher, so I'm not even going to apply for this thing," which uh, caused a lot of stress at the time at home so it's and yet now you know so many years later i, I suddenly realize hey we're all teachers that's right that's right and, and i mean listen we have to embrace it some people those who don't know their teachers they, they teach bad uh, those of us who kind of know we're teachers we're always you know aware that through teaching is how you build a relationship the relationship is how you get closer to somebody and can serve somebody else they can serve you but i think john uh jürgen it's part of the relationship Right. That's mm. kind of what we're doing as teachers. And I think that for sure, uh, publishing is teaching. And I think that's uh, I love. Thank you for sharing your story <laughs> of coming coming around to being a teacher indeed. Yeah. All right. Now, um, the so one of the things you talk about with the idea of community is is fans before customers. So what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I'm a firm believer. Customers are nice. But let's say Jürgen buys this going back to my example, red yeah. cup from me. Right. He buys this cup. He's just bought it once. Yeah, I can ask for referral. I can ask him to, you know, buy it again. But what I'd love to have instead is 50 Jurgens, metaphorically, those listening kind of get the silliness I'm trying to convey here, mm. being my fan. Just people who've clicked like, people who've made a comment, people, Ramon, when are you going to come up with another Red Cup funny video? You know, something like that. They're not a customer. They just mm. like what I do. They're interested in, in, in red cups or whatever the thing you're selling it could be whatever product you're selling. When I say red cup, you put those listening, your product or service in there. They're just a fan. They like what I do. And we can think of any of the authors, right? I have a stack of books here next to me. Uh, you're going to, I'm sure, you know, I have Seth Godin here, Mike McCallowitz, Profit First, Gino Whitman, all these people who I'm sure many people, some of the names they know. Many of us are just fans of them. But over time, we go a step further and buy. So the fan is important. Because as you're attracting attention, as you're educating, you're building that community. Or for me, it's synonymous relatively with being a fan. And that's okay. Because as you build enough of a fan base, some people are going to have a problem. 
Jurgen's going to wake up, and I'll continue with my red cup example. Yeah. You know what? I'm looking for red cup. Who? Yeah. Ha! Ramon, that's right. And Jurgen, I have to let me go to an aside here. Somebody thought I had an Etsy shop selling red cups. Jurgen, I just want to be clear for the audience. This is just a cup. I like bright colors. It's in my cabinet, so I pull it down every morning and I put coffee in it. I have nothing to do with the red cup. Maybe I should start a business. I just wanted to tell your audience that I use red cup because it's the thing within reach. The of metaphor, me. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the, I mean, the example you gave with the books is is a great one because, and, yeah. and by the way, we've we've um, had Gino Wickman on the show. We've had uh, Mike McCullowitz on the show, yeah. and both of them added huge value. So here I am as a fan of their not only their books but saying go listen to their episodes mm -hmm. and and i'm also a huge fan of seth godin so if seth, yes. i don't think he'd be listening to this but i, I really to have him on have him on the show as well so but you're good point is i will with, make an introduction if you need it you may not need it but i know seth well i will make an introduction today that will be wonderful yeah i have had a conversation with him but the timing okay. was not right so i yeah. probably just need to follow up but an introduction will just reinforce that um the yeah but the, the one of the things that I mean, we all see it, I think, is, um, for example, I'm just reading this book called, I'm listening to an audio book actually called Loon Shots, and I don't remember the author at the moment, but it's a fascinating book. It's all about innovation and how do you sustain innovations in a company and how do you balance that with the uh, keeping the traditional business model going. So I'm fascinated by that book so much so that I'm talking to people about it and I'm saying, you know, if you're interested in innovation, go read Loon Shots. So that's that's the power of having fans, right? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And fans, they they tell others. It's like, again, going back to Seth Godin at one of his first books, Idea Virus, right? It spreads. Mm -hmm. and, and how we're doing it here. Think of that. John D'Amato, and I know you asked for people for referrals anyhow, but he was so kind to mention my name. John's... Mm -hmm. And my fan base, and I happen to be a fan of his. So, Jurgen, you're so right. And that's a powerful concept. Once you now, ideally, you know, the, the proper structure, of course, they become a customer, they buy more from you, they refer people to you. But it doesn't have to be in that order. You may have a fan, they haven't bought from you, but they refer people to. I'll shout out to my friend, Adrian Miller. She's a sales trainer here in the, in the New York area, helps uh, small businesses. I've bought from her a few times, but actually I've bought her services for friends of mine. I refer her all the time, all the time. So you're right. That's the benefit. You have a fan. Ooh, they re you're in their head. They remember you. I can think of my yeah. friend Ginger King. She has chapstick, uh, or, or rather a uh, lip balm, uh, tied to Damon John. I'm a fan of hers. <laughs> mm. Well, there's something I'd, I'd like to touch on this. There's something you mentioned there that prompted the thought in my mind. And and you talked earlier about starting off with a smile and maybe you've got an end in mind of what you'd like to achieve. The concept I'd like to explore is is going into these things with no expectation versus having an ulterior motive and saying, okay, I've got this red cup. I want to sell you this red cup, Ramon. So I'm going to start off by smiling at you. I'm going to start off by having a chat with you. And my outcome is the red cup. Um, the in some ways, I think, you know, you, you probably can sense I've got this ulterior motive. I'm, I'm sort of leading you down this path to try and sell you something. In another sense, also, if, if you then, 
if we get to the point where I say, Ramon, I've got these red cups and you say, no, I'm not interested, don't need that right now, then I'm disappointed and I kind of go away. And so it's a lose-lose situation in that. Whereas if, if my view is if I go into that relationship simply with no expectation at all, other than to connect with you, mm-hmm. then then I win because I've connected with you. Maybe you buy the red cup um, and then I win more. But right. um, if you don't buy the red cup, I've still won. So what are your thoughts on that going into, you know, the starting that first step of building or co- building that connection, building the community without any real expectation, even though you need to have kind of some structure and goals in place. Absolutely. Yeah, I like it. And here's how I would modify it maybe or, or add value to it for me. I think that I segment people. And I think that if I have to sell the red cup, and we'll use that example. Thank you for allowing me to, you know, red cup to someone. And there's really nothing else in it for me. For me, I think, yeah, I get your point mentally. It helps me for sure. On the other hand, I think some relationships, Jurgen, and you can help me say that. Let's, let's take an exaggerated example. Oprah Winfrey. Hmm. Everybody knows Oprah Winfrey, globally known American, you know, talk show host and more. It's short-sighted even for me to just try to sell a red cup to Oprah Winfrey. That short-sighted. If the fact that she's my friend and she likes me, yes, we can get nothing out of it. But part of what we can get out of it, we're either going to learn something or her friend network is awesome. Oprah, don't buy nothing from me. I intentionally use bad English. Don't buy nothing. But just call me. Receive my call. Let me hang out two or three times a year at the Grammy Awards with you. So in that case, I'm getting nothing transactional, but by Mm. being an Oprah's aura. So maybe that's how I would amend it a bit, meaning if there's literally nothing, then there's no need for me to keep going to Jurgen every day. Hi, Jurgen. Hi, Jurgen. Yeah, he smiles with me. But in business, something has to be. So if he's not mentoring me or teaching me something, that's one thing. Maybe if I'm lonely and he's not even being a friend to let me play ping pong with him. Or though the third thing that I find in most cases is his network. And and even if he's not buying a cup, it's, you know what? He took me to golf. He took me to the Australian Open. He took me to the, you know, him and 20 friends are going golfing. Oh, so that's the kind of thing I think. And not in a Hmm. transactional, uh, I want something from Jurgen. Not that attitudes I think you're getting at. But... Let me see what else maybe I can have value from from the relationship, even if he's not buying the metaphor red cup. Hmm. What do you think? That's maybe how I would see it. Yeah, I think I think it, it's a really important point there in terms of learning more and connecting with other people. Because as you say, whether it's uh, Oprah Winfrey, who obviously is really well connected sure. and and in fairly high places and ha- would have access to very influential people, no doubt. The, but you never really know who knows who. And right. um, the connecting to people is really the, the way to, first of all, learn more. As you said, uh, you know, what can I learn? And also, who else can I get connected to? Who else can I learn from? Who else is there that I can serve or that could help me? And right. so that, yeah, that connection is, is wonderful. Yeah, and I think that open, I think that that ability to explore and be open, I think you're right, that's good. And that goes back to like say an event like South by Southwest, 
in the U.S. For those who don't know, the U.S., it's a big tech event in the U.S. in Austin, Texas, in the southern portion of the U.S. It's a big tech event. Now, I do try to go there with some goal in mind, meet people ahead of time, things like that. But you're going to, it's such a big, it's, it's like, for example, you know, I, help me say this better, but like somebody who's throwing diamonds up in the air and you just rush underneath them, you're going to, one's going to fall into your pocket. <laughs> you know, yeah. so meaning that's kind of, I think, what we're talking about. There may not be, I got to catch 10, but you know what? You're in the right place with the right people. Invariably, you're going to bump into success. You're going to knock into it just serendipitously because you're in the right place at the right time. Hmm. All right. Well, um, talk to us. I know you're, you're a big fan of um, you know addressing your mindset and having the right mindset in business. So talk to us a little bit about what what's the mindset you have to have to, for example, go to an event like that and be open to opportunities without um, being, uh, what's the word, without being um, selfish, maybe. Uh, well, so yeah, selfish or um, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of like a bounty hunter or ah, yes, you can you can you can yeah. smell those people a mile away, you know. <laughs> yeah, Jurgen, I'm curious, have you come across people who've done this? Now, I don't know you, Jurgen. Okay, never met you. Don't know you. You don't know me. Pretend we're crossing each other in the hallway. Can I have your card, Jurgen? Can I have your card? Have you run across people like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or the reverse. Again, same scenario. I don't know you. Don't know me. Yeah. yeah. Can you take my card? Can you? Here's my card. Here's my yeah. Here's my card. Yeah. Whoa! Why do I want your card? And and what's funny, you're gonna they look baffled. Like you're asking me why you want my card. I'm like, yeah. I mean, j could you say hi? Smile first. Can you just you know? So, but to your point, I think that yes, the mindset. Here's a few things I would say on mindset. I think one, can you think of the world as the world of abundance? That's one. And we've heard it from our mothers and fathers. Think of the cup as a glass half. Full. I think that's one. Two, understand that if you're in the right larger event, you're in the right, like a, like a whale with his mouth open. If you're around the right people in some way, shape or form, you're going to bump into success. Third, as Jurgen said, actually, as you said, I'm riffing off of your advice, Jurgen, is that if your mind's open, you may bump into success defined differently than you thought it would be. You know, this happens to me as a speaker. I travel around the world pre-COVID, of course, and I'll begin to do that soon. When the plane's delayed, Jurgen, I'm like, yes, the plane's delayed. More time to network and meet with people, more books I can read, more amazing airport food. Of course, if I'm if something bad's happening in my life, that's different. But in generally speaking, great. An hour delay, two hour delay, assuming there's nothing bad going on, I can connect more with people. I can get more sleep. I can read more. I can finish a good movie. Who mm. knows? That's how I see life. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, and as somebody that uh, had traveled a lot pre-COVID and, and certainly in my corporate days, I spent probably 30% of my time traveling. The mm. uh, One of the big frustrations was always the delays. And, and I always look for something else to do. So reading or, um, yeah, reading was always a big one for me. Yeah, I like reading. I have a list of. I mean, I I, I just finished. May I, may I take a moment and share a recent book yeah, I read? Sure. Recommend it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is and this is kind of old. I think it's been out for a year. But Guy Raz is how I built this. I oh okay yeah yeah I read quite a bit of books, but I don't. I'm just not for me. I'm more tactical. So what I like about his books is he gets really tactical, taking what 30, 40, 50 stories, whatever, of some of the businesses he's interviewed, and laying out funding, bootstrapping, networking, persistence 
mindset to the story. So I just wanted to share that because I just finished it and I really, mm. really uh, recommend it. So I keep it. This left shelf has the books that are like the core for me of business fundamentals. The books back there are the books, you know, they're okay. They're nice. But those are the core fundamental books. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love love the systemizing and <laughs> keep Thank you there. So so it's the right hand to your right. If people aren't seeing you, but it's to your right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Where, people are. where you focus on the the books that you go back to quite often, I guess. Indeed. Indeed. Hmm. All right. Now one of the things you also talk about in the book and um, you know, the um celebrity CEO concept, there's lots of lots of stories and case studies there and examples with famous people and how they how they um, applied this principle. But one of the things you talk about is how you be magnetic to get that attention or earn that attention. I like to talk, I like to think of it as earning attention um, by doing something that already provides value. So talk to us a little bit more about that. How do you, how do you become magnetic and how do you um, entice people to give you their attention. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important. I think that everybody has the capacity, I think, to be magnetic. But I think that some of us have a special sauce in doing it. And I don't say this myself. I, I feel myself getting ready to cry. But I worked for an online marketing company um, a few years ago. And I took a book, Strength Finders. I have it back there mm -hmm. uh, somewhere in the bookshelf. There are Strength Finders about our strengths. And it said that I have the gift of woo. I didn't rate high in much anything else, but I didn't, I never heard the word woo. I, I was, Jurgen, I held my head in disgust. I'm like, oh, I'm a moron. I'm the stupidest guy in the room. And the lady who's conducting it, she put her hand on my shoulder. No, 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 alone. Woo is special. Woo means you can connect with people. I'm like, oh. So my point being, Jurgen, um, is that I think that uh, connectivity and, and woo is such a powerful thing to connect with people. Um, that did I answer your question? I think you asked me a different question, and I got I go off track, Jurgen, very easily. I'm like a squirrel; I can just go off the reservation. Yeah. So, oh, um, so oh, magnetic. Yes, that's where I was at. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so how to be magnetic? So my point. This is my point was woo is part of that magnetism. So here's my point. I think in general, it's that fast smile, a bit of wit, not taking yourself too seriously, hmm. being interested in other people. I think that as magnetism, does it mean you have to have a loud voice? Maybe not. Does it mean you have to move quickly with your hands or, or be animated? I don't think you have to. It helps. That's just me. But I think that does add, I must say, to a bit of magnetism, right? And now, you may not be that way. I don't know Deepak Chopra. I've never met him. But imagine a famous person like this. He, I don't, from what I know, he's not the most animated, you know, guy. But he has a quiet magnetism by his deep words and thoughts. So I think those are two different ways to be introspective, to speak less. And when you speak, it's a powerful punch. Or people like me that aren't too smart, we're just loud mouths and we're magnetic that way. So either way, take your pick. Yeah, well, I think you're short selling yourself there. I, I suspect I wasn't aware that there was a woo strength, but I, I suspect you've got quite a lot of other right. strengths there that you're bringing into the game. It's but in the book, the last, the last chapter, woo. I never forget yeah, it. Okay. <laughs> Well, so, well, apparently, uh, apparently, I didn't come up with woo as one of my strengths because I've done that test. <laughs> <laughs> so you're special, okay? Um, the yeah, the we're all unique, right? So yeah. I think I think you, you you touch on something there that um, it's not about putting on a performance, 
mm. to get attention. It's about using and leveraging your unique skills, but focused on that, let's build a connection first. Yes, yes. Mm. Connection is so important. I think that's that's the key. I think even if you want something else, I think that, you know, it's it's like a, a fast date at a, at a bar with a, with a young lady or man or something. I think that, yeah, the connection for the long term, that's most important. And Jurgen, I've gone through that. If I don't like someone, not, I, I don't hate anybody, but meaning if I just don't gel, if it's something's not eh, not right, I don't like I don't like whatever it is about you or you don't like me, it's hard to have a relationship. It's hard to work mm. together. But so I think that's why first, if it's like, I think it's like you, me and you, Jurgen, we've only been together for a few minutes now, but I like you. I like your style, I like your vibe. We're clearly different kind of in our approaches, but I think you and I could work together easily and serve people in this metaphor, if, if you get what I mean. You can just, mm. you just feel a mutual respect for people. And I think that's part of that vibe of relationship first and foremost, I think is most important. Sometimes it's forced. It's easy to build a relationship, right? When there's money on the table. Hey, Ramon, I'll pay you a million dollars. Oh, trust me, I can build a relationship with Jurgen. But the, the better one is when we're just two dudes walking down the park and talking, that's the better way to know that relationship. Hmm. And it's a long-term one, isn't it? It's not, it's not based on a transaction there. So that million dollar transaction may still happen but it's not the foundation of the relationship mm -hmm. hmm. all right well this is this is fabulous ramon i'm just um I'm just paying attention to the time a little bit here and i think it's a good point to move on to the buzz which is our innovation round and it's designed to help our listeners who are innovators and leaders in their field with some tips from your experience so i've got five questions hopefully you'll give us some right. really insightful answers and inspire the listener to go and do something awesome today as a result and remind me am i supposed to answer these real short fast or i, I know you told me earlier what it is but how about yeah, you yeah. answer it real fast well yeah it's it's a speed round but okay we tend to get distracted so i get distracted easily too so right. let me stretch a bit more let me stretch let me <laughs> get my sneakers on let me get my hair ready all right let's go you're gonna i'm ready all right what's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative Wow, I think they need to listen and dream of no barriers. Sometimes we have artificial barriers on our head, but dream and believe there's no barriers. Mm, that's fabulous. So listen and and dream. Yeah, dream. I was talking with someone this morning about the importance of imagination to innovation, mm. and I said, oh, it's absolutely critical. So yeah, dreaming about something with no barriers. I love it. All right, what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? Go to events. I think go to events and read books. Go to events, read books, listen to people. That's probably the biggest thing I've done. Um, yeah. And listen to my team. That was a lot in there, but listen to my team. My team is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's people. People are, uh, and I've heard this so much in the corporate world. People are our most valuable asset, but I think mm -hmm. uh, actually walking that talk is really important too, isn't it? For sure. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Now you've, shown us some of the books or you've mentioned some of the books you read do you have a favorite resource you use most often ah uh, you know besides of course google we all do searches a favorite resource hmm. yeah i i think you know one thing i've gotten the most of is gino whitman's traction if i consider a book and here's the part that i you know actually i have a favorite resource it's a new book and a principle and i'll show that you know you and i have video on to see each other but i'm holding up right now the monograph called Turning the Flywheel by Jim Collins. And I suggest mm. that's one resource to get the mindset of what's your flywheel. 
And I'm not going to tell people what it is. They have to Google it themselves. But, well, I'll just tell people. It's kind of what's that thing that you can do over and over again that brings you money, as it were, or revenue, that repeatable process, that first out smart hustle. We produce content. We build a community. We have courses. We sell it. Or we have content, attract large brands. They hire Ramon to speak. That's our flywheel in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I, I love the whole idea of the flywheel. In fact, I'm, I'm not a real big fan of uh, the funnel metaphor. I, I sort of like the flywheel metaphor much better. So is that the famous Jim Collins, the one? That is good to, the famous. Good to great. And yeah, That's right. wonderful. I'll have to dig into that one. <laughs> it's really good. Thin book too. He has drawings in it and everything, little sketches. You know, it's a... I've never heard of the term monograph. I guess monograph means a self-publish. I don't know what it means. It means something fancy, though. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, what's the best way to keep a client on track? Yeah, I think the best way to keep a client on track is constant communication. And I'm not going to say the tool because <laughs> there's many ways to do it. If I said a tool, yeah. it would be too hard. But I think just being in touch. Say every week, every two weeks, hey, Jurgen, I sent you this email. I put the two green beans in the in the soil. I just want you to know I did it. Now it's his problem. Two weeks later, hey, Jurgen, just want you to know they're growing. They're two feet high today. You asked me to water them. I did that. Done. So things like that, I think, is how you mm. keep in touch, keep in touch, communicate, and document. Because, of course, mm. the client will come back. You're going to tell me, Ramon, you never told me about the green beans. Uh, Jurgen, the email three weeks ago, <laughs> Yeah, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. So communication is really important, isn't it? And, and it's it comes back to the relationship part because clear open communication is is really underpins those relationships doesn't it that's right absolutely underpins relationships for sure for sure for sure hmm. important okay and the number one thing anyone could do to differentiate themselves be themselves i think <laughs> be themselves and and publicize your yourself if that makes sense hmm. don't be yourself but then use the power of social media and video podcasts, what we're doing here, to keep showcasing yourself and showing up over and over and over and over again. That's how to do that. Hmm. And what do you say to people who who have the mindset, I guess, of how um, my my achievements will speak for themselves? I don't need hmm. to get out and and put yeah. my face in their social media or whatever it might be. <laughs> Let's take. President Obama, if I may. I'm not getting political here. Those who like Republican, Democrat, this is not a political statement. Full disclosure, because I know some people get in a tizzy. But let's take President Obama. You know, he was president before President Trump. What I'm trying to get at, someone like him, President Obama or President Trump, whoever it may be, in the U.S. context, famous globally people, even them, if they're quiet for a year, for six months, whatever, don't we forget about them? And I'm speaking in the U.S. context. I bet we forgot about George Bush. He intentionally, he stayed in the back. He paints on his farm. That's it, if you understand what I mean. So my point being, it's a choice. Yes, you may be able to let your work speak for you, and you'll have some level of success. But if you're trying to advance, there's always a Jurgen, always a Ramon, who's ready to eat your lunch, who's ready to, to surpass you. So you need to stay in your game just for that sake. Hmm. Yeah. All right, I love the comparison. So um, we could be like these famous, um, famous presidents. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been fabulous, Ramon. Now, where can people reach out and maybe say thanks for what you've shared today and learn more about you and get a hold of your book? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, if they go to smarthustle.com, they can, in fact, download a free guide there. We have called the Celebrity CEO Blueprint right at smarthustle.com. And I will make a special offer. Um, and that is simply if somebody emails me, you can figure out how to contact or just connects with me, however you want to do it. And you mention Jurgen's name. I will send you a signed book. I don't care where you are in the world. I will put it in the mail. And I've done this before, Jurgen. I didn't know it was so much. I paid $80, $50, $30. I will send that book. If you mention the name of Jurgen, I'll send it to whoever reaches out to me. And I'll sign it oh, if that's, that's helpful. That's very kind, Ramon. Well, um, we'll have we'll certainly post a link to the Smart Hustle site, and um, I'm sure there'll be a contact page of some sort there. Yep, they got to find it themselves. That making it yeah. hard intensely. Okay, <laughs> so you can get a signed copy of the the book, um, the CEO mindset. Absolutely, celebrity CEO. Yeah, but Jurgen, thank you for having me. It was great to be here, and um, you're an amazing interviewer. I like how you took the time oh, to pull you. the right questions out of me. So it's been a pleasure to be here and join you on your podcast. Yeah. Well, do you have any parting advice for our listeners today, Ramon? Yeah, I think the biggest advice, and one lady said it, um, we both happen to be Seth Godin fans. I mentioned his name a lot. He's my kind of distant mentor, but it's just do it. Many times I think we let perfection stop us, but it's not, mm. Nike's not the only person that can just do it. <laughs> we yeah. small business owners need to just do it as well. Mm, yeah, the perfection trap trap is really dangerous, isn't it? And um, yeah. I I like the and I can't remember who who first said this, but I like the quote: "Done is better than perfect." That's right. That's right. Mm. Absolutely, and I follow that all the time. Listen, does that mean I like typos? I like spelling errors? I like yeah. things not perfect? Of course not. But yeah. I'd rather have it eighty percent done and safe than not done at all. You're right. Mm. All right, wonderful. And finally, who else should I get on this show, and why? That's a great question. I think you should have Precious Williams. Precious Williams is an award-winning pitch master. That's who I think you should have. And after you have her, you should have Kedma O, O-U-G-H, who's an amazing person all about getting money from hidden places legally. And she's an amazing person. My two favorites. Mm. Okay, so Ted, Tedma and Precious. So we'll uh, Kedma with a K. Kedma. Oh, Kedma. O. Kedma. Uh, that's Sorry. Okay. Kedma O O U G H. Yeah. And Precious Williams, both very much available. I'll introduce you if you like, but both on LinkedIn right. and all over the place, Googleable. Yeah. I will um, take up that offer of the introduction to Kedma right. and and Precious. So Absolutely. looking forward to having the starting off smiling to them and then Absolutely. starting a conversation. <laughs> See if we can get them on the show. All right. Well, thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights so generously with us today. Ramon, I've really enjoyed this. I've had fun and learned a lot and learned a lot more about the whole celebrity CEO philosophy. And of course, people can get a hold of the book and read about some of the tactics and some of the many stories that you have in there that, that really highlight how it works. So thanks so much for sharing your insights with us today all the best for the future and let's stay in touch thank you Jürgen. i hope you enjoyed that insightful and informative conversation with ramon and took something away from his episode ramon's infectious enthusiasm and his use of metaphors really highlighted his personal magnetism and also his generosity of spirit i'd love to know what you took away from ramon's episode 
leave a comment below the blog post, which you can find at innovabiz.co forward slash Ramon Ray. That is R-A-M-O-N-R-A-Y. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Ramon Ray. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Ramon, as well as links to his website, his book, The Celebrity CEO, his social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. If you like this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Please share it with at least two other people that it might help. You'll be doing them a service. And tag me in on that share so that I can thank you with a special surprise gift. Ramon suggested that we have a conversation with killer pitch master Precious Williams and with award-winning small business champion Kedma O on a future InnovaBuzz podcast. So Precious and Kedma, keep an eye on your inboxes for an invitation from us to the InnovaBuzz podcast courtesy of Ramon Ray. Tune in again to the next episodes of the Innova Buzz podcast where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up, including leadership master coach Catherine Canty and doctor-turned-marketer Johnson Emmanuel. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to innovabiz.co to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.